and welcome to Too Many Movies, the podcast where we discuss DVDs, Blu-rays, and even the occasional VHS tape. I'm your host, Hal, and let's start off with a little bit of an update. So, last episode, I talked about Fantasia on VHS, and, well, uh, that did not end well, uh, for those of you who remember, because the VHS player that I use ate up that tape, and... Yeah, uh, so that VHS player is now out of commission. I tried turning it on, and it just would always turn off after a couple of seconds. So it's beyond repair on my part, so it's just it's long gone at this point. Um, the bad news is I'm going to have to put VHS tapes uh, a little on the back burner until I can find a permanent replacement. The good news is... Uh, because this episode uh, required a VHS player, because I have a couple of tapes I wanted to talk about, a very dear friend of mine provided his. So shout out to John um, for providing the VHS player so that we could go forward with this episode. Uh, so yeah, a little, little bit of bad news, but a little bit of good news uh, to really start things out. Um in any case, happy Thanksgiving to all of you out there listening, all my American friends and uh, listeners out there, because I'm hopefully uh, releasing this episode on Thanksgiving, uh, and I thought it would be a good idea to make this my Thanksgiving episode, because it's a real stuffed uh, episode. There's so many things I want to talk about today, um, but I also wanted to make it this episode because I am thankful for Weird Al. I mean, I am also thankful for the important stuff like friends and family and the fact that Faust uh, exists, but I'm also thankful for Weird Al because he's been an inspiration for me as, uh, well, really anything musically, movie-wise. Just his sense of humor inspires my sense of humor a lot. Uh, I've grown up listening to his music he's probably one of my favorite artists easily top three maybe even my absolute favorite i don't know it's between him and pink floyd which are two very different uh um musical artists but nonetheless he is definitely up there so i thought it'd be uh, a good idea to talk about a couple of weird owl uh things today seeing as how I have about three different Weird Al things on home media and a uh, fourth Weird Al thing that recently came out that I watched. So that's what it's going to be today. It's going to be a Weird Al-centered episode. So let's start things off with the first Weird Al thing I wanted to talk about, this VHS tape called Alapalooza. So for all you youngins out there, uh, back in the day, if you wanted to watch a music video, uh, those old people didn't have the internet yet, so they had to stick to either VHS tapes or this ancient monstrosity known as MTV. I don't know, I've heard it's mostly about teen pregnancy now. In any case, uh, yeah, like artists would just put a bunch of their music videos on VHS tapes, I guess. Uh, so Weird Al did that, and the first VHS tape that I have right here is uh, one that I had never seen before. I don't remember where exactly I got this. I guess 
uh, similar to the Fantasia VHS. It's, it's somebody I knew just had it and they were getting rid of it. And so I just grabbed my hands on it. I'm like, hell yeah, I'll take a uh, Weird Al VHS tape. So the songs on here are Weird Al's song on Jurassic Park, which is a, the music video is of a claymation recreation of uh, Jurassic Park, but with Weird Al, just with all these dinosaurs that are in claymation. It's a very funny and creative music video, I must say. Uh, then there's the Bedrock Anthem, which is two different Red Hot Chili Peppers songs, but parodying like uh, like the Flintstones or whatever. It was fine. I mean, I'm sure it would make a lot more sense to me if I had grown up with the Red Hot Chili Peppers music videos, but I didn't, so... And then the other thing on here is a music video for the song UHF, which is featured in the movie UHF, which I'll actually be talking about later on. Um, and it was pretty fun. I mean, it was basically just an excuse to uh, market UHF. And the music video is just Weird Al dressed as like different artists. Some I recognized like Guns N' Roses and Talking Heads and others I didn't recognize like well, I didn't recognize them, so I don't know who they were. Um, and then, yeah, it's just basically that and a bunch of uh, scenes from the movie. And it's like, well, I imagine just watching this music video with no context to any of the scenes from the movie. It's like, I mean, I have the context because I've seen the movie more times than I've seen The Sun, but that's, aside, that's besides the point. And then the last uh, song is You Don't Love Me Anymore, which is just a, I don't know, a silly song about a person trying to kill Weird Al. I'm going to be honest, I don't think I'm as impressed with this videotape as I was hoping to be. I think it's pretty sparse because there's only like four videos on here and the next tape I'm going to be talking about has like a whole handful of them. But I don't know, I just... Maybe if I had grown up with this, like I did with the next one I'm going to be talking about, then maybe I'd be more passionate about it but i mean i don't know it's kind of a clever box uh because so the box cover is of it's basically a parody of the jurassic park logo but instead of a dinosaur it's weird al with the body of a dinosaur i don't know it's it's fine it's i'm sure for those of out those who are out there who would like love to own all these vhs tapes of weird al music videos would love to have this but Honestly, I have the internet now. That's where all those music videos are on now. So, yeah, not as passionate about this one. So I'm thinking of getting rid of it, uh, unfortunately. But it was fun to watch for, I don't know, how long was this video? 18 minutes, approximately. Yeah, so. But not one I'm willing to keep in my collection. But a uh, videotape that I actually am willing to keep in my collection is the Weird Al Yankovic Video Library, His Greatest Hits. So this is a VHS tape that I've actually owned as far back as I can remember. And it's of a bunch of Weird Al music videos, basically. And so the last one had four. This one has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine... 10, 11, 12, 12 music videos. Like 
awesome. I, it's, how long is this? Like 45 minutes? Yeah, like this is so much better. Maybe it is a bit of nostalgia that is kind of helping me to uh, see this in rose-tinted glasses and kind of appreciate it more, but I don't care. Like, I love these videos. Like, these are the videos that introduced me to Weird Al as a person, as a concept, as a musician. Like, I had no idea who Weird Al was before I watched these music videos, before I watched this tape. So this tape means a lot to me. So the videos, I'll go in order, uh, starts off with Fat, a parody of Michael Jackson's Bad. Um, then there's Smells Like Nirvana, a parody of Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. Like a Surgeon, which is Like a Virgin by Madonna. Eat It, which is a wholly original uh, song by Weird Al, who then uh, got it parodied by Michael Jackson when he made the song Beat It. Then Living with a Hernia is uh, Living with Living in America by James Brown. Dare to be Stupid, which is another wholly original song, actually. Um, I think it's supposed to be like uh, like a generalized parody of the band Devo, but it's just supposed to be like an original Weird Al song. And apparently it's on the Transformers the Movie soundtrack from 1986, which I don't know. I, I've never seen Transformers the Movie, so maybe it makes more sense in that regard, but uh, that just seems weird to me. And then This Is The Life, another original song, which is, I think, on the soundtrack for a movie called uh, Johnny Dangerously, if, I, if I'm if i correct. I can't really remember. That's another movie I haven't seen. I really want to because it has Michael Keaton in it. And Michael Keaton has never, ever been in a bad movie ever. He was in Morbius. So my, my point still stands. Then there's I Lost on Jeopardy, which I'm told is a parody, and I don't know what the original is. I think it's I'm Lost in Jeopardy. I, I'm not as familiar with that original song. I Love Rocky Road, which is a parody of I Love Rock and Roll, obviously. Christmas at Ground Zero, which is just a generalized Christmas jingle that is actually very catchy. Ricky, which is a parody of Mickey by... Uh, I forget the woman's name, but I don't care. I like this song anyway more. And then One More Minute, another original song by Weird Al, which is actually very similar to the uh, last song on the previous tape because the previous tape was like, it ends with You Don't Love Me Anymore. And that's about like a guy just breaking up with this sadistic uh, weirdo who keeps trying to kill him. And then here, one more minute, it's basically from Weird Al's perspective where he's like, hey, I don't love you anymore. I'd rather do such and such than spend one more minute with you. I always thought that was kind of a downer of a song to end on because like it just it's like this is a really funny video. And then like the last song is just kind of depressing because he's just like, I don't love you anymore. I would rather eat broken shards of glass than spend more one more minute with you. I'd rather clean all the toilets in Grand Central Station with my tongue than spend one more minute with you. It's like, I get like that's where the jokes are, but like I, I still found it kind of depressing, honestly. But I mean, whatever. Like, it's still funny uh, the older I got. So, yeah, I really have nothing much to say about this tape other than I really love it. 
it again it was my introduction to weird al i'm extremely nostalgic for it it's from the same company as the other tapes uh scotty bros but honestly i'm okay with keeping this one over the other one so the weird al yankovic video library his greatest hits yeah this is totally staying in my collection which actually, if we're technically speaking, this is the first VHS tape that I'm actually keeping in my collection, seeing as how To Have and Have Not I got rid of and Fantasia I had to get rid of. So, great news. We finally found one, folks, after 26 episodes. This is the first VHS tape that I'm keeping for realsies this time. All right, that's enough talk of the music video VHS tapes. Let's move on to a real movie. Um, UHF. So, <laughs> this is, uh, a movie from 1989. It is Weird Al's introduction to the world of cinema, where he decided to make a movie. And honestly, I'm glad he did, because this is, without a doubt, one of the greatest comedies I have ever seen with my own two eyes. Now, is that possibly because i'm such a mega nerd for weird al yes but i also think it's honestly really funny like when i think of my favorite comedies and as i've talked about on this show like my favorite comedies are those where like yeah the jokes are definitely at the forefront and the story and characters aren't but those jokes are so goddamn memorable that Honestly, it doesn't matter if the characters and story aren't that great. It What really matters are the gags, the stuff that makes me laugh. And even though this is like the millionth time I've seen this movie, I still laugh really hard at a lot of these scenes. Spatula City, Conan the Librarian, Gandhi 2, Town Talk, Lesbian Nazi Hookers Get Abducted by UFOs, uh, celebrity mud wrestling, bowling for burgers, wheel of fish, Raul's wild kingdom, Stanley Spadowski's clubhouse, just like so many parodies and gags for the channel are just so memorable. Spatula city. Let's talk about spatula city and just how hilarious that is. It's one of the funniest scenes in the whole movie. Like, even down to just the way that the actors deliver their lines. Actors, by the way, who are not Weird Al. So just, like, random actors. And they're able to really capture the zaniness and wackiness of Weird Al as a person perfectly. I always remember, like, the scene of the dad walking in after the wife's like, Honey, where's our spatula? And he just face palms himself so hilariously. Like... I can't do it I can't do it justice describing it like it has to be seen to be believed. And not just the uh parody commercials and the uh different TV shows that they show on the channel like other aspects of this movie are just so memorable. There's the money for nothing Beverly Hillbillies parody that comes out of nowhere but it's just so funny so obviously Weird Al being Weird Al I guess they had to put a parody song in the movie so he decided to parody money for nothing by Dire Straits but he made it about the Beverly Hillbillies and it just comes out of nowhere because it's literally just Weird Al watching TV he sees Beverly Hillbillies comes on and then he just falls asleep and dreams uh, a dream that's exactly like the uh, music video for Money for Nothing, but again, it's made to be uh, 
oriented towards uh, Beverly Hillbillies. And it's, again, it's so out of nowhere. You could cut it out entirely out of the movie and nothing changes. But, like, it's still there and it's so funny. And it's quite a catchy tune. Like, I probably hum it more and sing the lyrics more to that song than I do the original. Like, that's just how memorable it is to me. But even just, not just that, like, I gotta say, Kevin McCarthy, who is a famous actor from most famous for uh starring in invasion of the body snatchers and michael richards who we all know as kramer and uh the laugh factory (laughs) they're just knocking it out of the park so for a movie where weird al is the main character the movie he's not even the best character in the movie like like i said like stanley spadowski and rj fletcher like they knock it out of the park every scene they're in like michael richards we know as kramer is just this crazy insane dude but like he really amps it up to 11 in this movie it's insane the amount of energy he's bringing to this role (laughs) and just the way he talks in this movie is so funny I one of my favorite line deliveries is when like he's just like, Oh, for fifteen years I worked for this company and then they just throw me out like a bag of moldy tangerines. It's just like who says that? Like unironically, apparently this guy does. And then there's the scene where he's like getting his mop taken away. There's the scene where he takes the kid and shoots him with a fire hose and the kid just goes flying. It's like these are unbelievably funny scenes and it's delivered beautifully by the actors and just their unbelievable uh talent in just sticking to it and just making it so goofy rj fletcher is the main villain so he's played by kevin mccarthy and you'd think uh because he's like the bumbling straight man like oh but no he's pretty goofy like unbelievably so like he a lot of his performance reminds me of ted knight as uh the main villain in caddyshack judge smales because that's a movie where like you know in any other movie that character that villain character would be like so uh prim and proper you know to kind of uh be the opposite of the main characters who are a bunch of goofballs but no like he's even more of a goofball sometimes and that's what makes it funny. Just his delivery on a lot of lines just kill me every time. Kevin McCarthy, every time he's every time he talks, it looks like he's having a blast just being this super evil asshole to everybody around him. There's this really great scene when uh, Weird Al walks into uh, the uh, TV studio that Kevin McCarthy's running. And he like walks over and he says like, hey, RJ to Kevin McCarthy and everything just stops. Like not just that all the people stop, like there's like phone rings in the background and they go silent. Like everything just stops when he like sees RJ. And that's just such a good setup for how much of a crazy person this guy is, how he's just like if anything does not go his way, like the world stops and he's like, has to choose somebody out. It's, it's brilliant and it's hilarious. That's what really, 
really, really makes me think that this is such a masterpiece. It astounds me that this movie wasn't received well when it first came out. So when it first came out back in 1989, it was not a huge hit. And it wasn't a huge hit financially. And looking back, that kind of makes sense. It came out in the summer of 1989. And there was like a bazillion other things you could have gone to see in 1989. The Little Mermaid, Batman, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Dead Poets Society. Apparently, Peter Pan re-released that year. So, like, a lot of movies came out that summer. So, clearly, UHF never really stood a chance. But it's weird because apparently it got panned by critics, too. So, people doubly didn't see it because anybody who probably would have been interested just didn't probably because the critics were just, like, calling it one of the dumbest comedies ever. And it's like, why? Like... What exactly is wrong with this movie outside of it not being able to be taken seriously? Okay, like, good. Like, I mean, granted, like, I'm sure this movie had uh, fans back in the day. I mean, come on, like, it's Weird Al freaking Yankovic and it's UHF. I mean, people had to have uh, seen it and loved it. I mean, apparently it got its... uh, cult following from like uh you know video home video release which is good because if it didn't become the cult favorite that it is today like that would have been so tragic because this movie is so funny and seeing it in such nice quality on this uh shout factory dvd that i have of it it makes me happy like that's basically it i'm just so happy that this movie is more respected now than it ever was because it's such a funny movie and it's it has so many great jokes and so many great gags and it's just it's so funny like i could go over every aspect of this movie every scene and i wouldn't do it justice okay when we were doing wheel night uh a couple months back and we landed on uhf i got excited i wanted to show my friends this movie because it's like you guys need to experience this movie it's so good it's so funny and watching it now like i said i now think it's one of probably my favorite comedy ever it's like yeah it absolutely is like it doesn't matter what it's about it doesn't matter what uh holds in historical significance i don't care it makes me laugh every time they bring up the spatula city commercial it's one of the funniest commercials i've ever seen it's one of the funniest scenes i've ever seen that's it just makes me laugh it that's it like do i need to explain it in paragraphs upon paragraphs no it's funny that's it like yeah i'm keeping this dvd could i own it on like a nice blu-ray i guess but I think this is a very well-crafted DVD cover and box. So, like, I see no reason for getting rid of it. So, it's staying in my collection along with the VHS tape of uh, Weird Al's video library. So, yeah. Happy to say UHF remains, everybody. And I can't wait to watch it over and over and over again. All right, before I say that about does it, I have one more movie I want to talk about, and that is 
a recent movie, a recent release that unfortunately I do not own on any Blu-ray or DVD or VHS tape because it was released in the year 2022. And it is Weird, the Al Yankovic story, starring Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al Yankovic. That's right, folks, Harry Potter himself plays Weird Al Yankovic. And honestly, I'm kind of disappointed by this movie. So, let me uh, just calm everybody down before everybody burns me at the stake for hating a universally beloved film right now. I think it's a good movie. I think this was a fun watch. I watched it with a couple of friends over Discord. We watched it on the Roku channel, because apparently I have an account for that. Um, and I did have fun watching it with my friends, hearing them laugh at certain scenes, hearing myself laugh at certain scenes. Clearly, I had a lot of fun with it. But here's where I'm going to be seen as a pretentious asshole. I honestly thought it could have been weirder. Like, for a movie called Weird, the Al Yankovic story, and for a movie where the tagline on Letterboxd is, the world belongs to the weird, I ironically found this movie a little standard at times. So, for those of you who are unaware, this is actually based off of a YouTube video. So, years ago, well over a decade at this point, there was a little YouTube video on the uh, I don't know, underground YouTube channel, Funny or Die. I don't know, I've never heard of them either. And they made a parody of biopic uh, trailers, musical biopics to be specific. And it was about Weird Al and his rise to fame and how uh, not accurate it would have been. Because it's, it's basically just Aaron Paul in this bad wig uh, acting drunk and acting like an asshole. And it's overdramatic, melodramatic, whatever. Like it's a standard biopicy kind of trailer where it's it's basically a huge Oscar bait. And you know, back in the day, it was probably quite funny. It's like, "Oh, haha, wouldn't it have been funny if Weird Al got a melodramatic biopic made about him?" And then over a decade later, they decided to really expand upon that joke and yeah, that's basically what this movie is. It's an extended YouTube video. And a lot of the effects and cinematography and music reflect that. It looks and feels like an extended YouTube video. Like, there's a trip out scene where Weird Al and Dr. Demento are on LSD. And the effects look like something... I want to say, like, a step above a Channel Awesome video. And I know there's people probably very angry at me saying this. They're just like, oh, that's the point. It's supposed to look bad. It's like, okay, it's still in the back of my head because I'm just like, eh. Like, for a movie that's boasting all these cameos and, like, boasting that it's this parody, I don't know. It just seemed a little on the cheap side and you know again the it's uhf was on the cheap side like you watch uhf like that had effects to them that looked pretty fake and that was the joke but here's the thing with uhf and the whole time 
I was watching this movie, I was thinking to myself, wow, I miss watching UHF because that's a movie that really reflects Weird Al's weird nature. Like, Weird Al is a weird guy. He makes a lot of weird music. He's strange, unorthodox. Like, he's everything, he's every synonym to weird that there is. And when you watch something like UHF, you really get that sense. Like, the thing with UHF that I remember really liking is that every frame had a joke going on. Like there was something in the background or there's something in the foreground. There's like a gag. There's like a bunch of props everywhere that like kind of add a little bit of personality to that movie. There's just something is going on every scene, whether it's whether it's with the characters or there's something in the background happening. Like every scene has a little bit of personality to it. Here's the thing with uh, this Weird Al biopic. It felt like a standard YouTube video or a standard biopic, but like every once in a while you'd have a character like with a burst of color or like with a bit of personality kind of bursting. Like I'm sure the script had that Weird Al personality to it, but when it's now up to the filmmakers to kind of bring that script to life, you kind of have to really bring a lot of stuff to that. A lot of this movie felt kind of empty. Like, I don't know, where's the props? Where's the goofiness? Like, a lot of it is shot kind of seriously. And I know that's the joke, but that never goes beyond the joke. It's just like, here's the joke. Okay, go a little further with that. Like, that's what UHF did. UHF was like, here's the joke. And also here's three more jokes on top of that. This movie doesn't have that. It's just, it is, it is exactly what you think when you think a parody. But like, I don't know. It just doesn't go beyond that. It goes beyond that in the script. Like, like I said, you know, it has Weird Al dating Madonna. That never happened. It has Weird Al claiming that Eat It is an original song when it's actually a parody of Beat It. Like, that's not real. And I get it. Like, it's a melodramatic retelling, and that's the joke. But again, like, it's a dramatic retelling in the sense that a YouTube video would approach that. But then they stretch it out, and they don't really fill anything in the gaps. Like, they just leave it as is. Again, it just feels like an extended YouTube video. That's basically my biggest problem with this movie. It, when you stretch it out, you're kind of left with very little. Now, what they have is pretty funny. I was laughing a lot during uh, watching this movie, and I do remember a lot of really funny jokes. One of my favorite scenes is when Weird Al's father inexplicably beats up a... <laughs> um, an accordion salesman it's just out of nowhere and really funny but i wish like every scene was like that and i'm sure that would have been exhausting but that's what uhf was every scene in uhf was on the same level as spatula city the, the now they were able to stand out still like spatula city is still able to stand out but it's like if you took bohemian rhapsody put spatula city within bohemian rhapsody 
And that's the Weird Al biopic. Like, yeah, you're saying at some points, oh, this is supposed to be stupid. But I don't know. It's like, I was kind of expecting a little bit more. Like, yeah, you're not Bohemian Rhapsody. You're not Elvis 2022. You're not any of these other uh, musical biopics. But just because you say you're not, you're saying like, oh, aren't musical biopics stupid? It's like, yeah, but... I don't know, go beyond that. Like, we as the audience know that musical biopics are stupid. I don't want to be validated for not liking uh, musical biopics. I want a different experience from the musical biopic. Like, I already know I don't like musical biopics. I don't need to be told that. I can just, like, give me something else to experience. I know I'm really harping on this movie, and I don't want to because it's a roku channel original like was i really expecting something from i don't know a streaming service on the same level as tubi like like tubi makes original stuff like the tubi originals oh good lord those are so terrible so i guess in all honesty this is much better than something like hellblazers so yeah i really do like it i do i I appreciate what it's trying to be more so than I actually like the final product. That's the thing. I love Weird Al. I love hating on musical biopics. I just wish this was a little better. I wish it was a little funnier. I wish it was weirder. Like, I really didn't think I was going to be this disappointed to the fact that I was wishing for the Weird Al movie to be weirder. It's like, it's unfortunate, but I will say the good news is I was looking through the reviews for this movie on Letterboxd and a lot of people seem to really like it and that's good. I'm glad that most people seem to be liking it, you know, it kind of gives Weird Al more publicity and that's always a good thing. Uh, But I was also looking through the reviews and I saw that people were kind of comparing this to another musical biopic mockumentary called uh, walk hard. So I'm going to have to check that out. Um, but in terms of mockumentaries, when it comes to artists, musical artists specifically, honestly, I would recommend this is spinal tap more so than this movie. And that's a shame because I like weird Al more than I like spinal tap. I'm not as into spinal tap, but honestly, that's a much funnier movie it's it just is like just watch this is spinal tap i might make an episode on that someday because i think i own it on dvd i can't remember but in any case weird the al yankovic story if it ever comes to blu-ray which i highly doubt it will if if it's a roku original i don't think they're gonna put it on blu-ray but even if they did i probably would not own this just because i just was not impressed with it I wasn't as impressed with it as I thought I would be. And when it comes to a celebration of Weird Al's music and weirdity, if you want to call it that, I'd rather rewatch any and all of his music videos. I'd rather listen to his music. I'd rather rewatch UHF over and over again because those are things I get enjoyment out of. And this, I'm just like, yeah, it's funny, it's good. I guess I would watch it again, just not out of my own volition. 
Again, I just wish it was weirder. I really, really do. I think if it was a lot weirder, it would be... I'd be singing its praises a lot more. I would be with other people who say this is one of the funniest movies they've ever seen. Honestly, I wish I was with those people, but, you know, I'd rather be honest with myself and say that, yeah, it's good. I would highly recommend it. I'm just not as impressed with it. And honestly, I would recommend UHF before you see this movie. Watch UHF and then watch this movie. That's what I would recommend. Okay, I think I'm going to call it a night there. I think I've pretty much weird owled myself out, uh, if that's even a term. It's not, but I just made, up, made it up on the spot. In all honesty, I, do, I did have fun watching these Weird Al stuff. I am excited to keep listening to his music. I'm excited to own UHF for years to come. I, I still respect Weird Al. He's still absolutely one of my favorite musical artists of all time. And I really hope I can get some listeners out there to start uh, getting into his stuff, whether watching his movies or listening to his music. I highly recommend it all. Even his show that he did in the late 90s. I actually started watching some of that, and it's pretty funny. Like, even when Weird Al stuff isn't really flawless, in my opinion, there's still something to appreciate with him. He's a funny guy. He makes funny stuff. I highly, 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 highly recommend watching, listening, doing whatever. Just consume anything that involves Weird Al. Except for Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. That is the one thing that has Weird Al in it that I would recommend you not check out because Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I would sooner watch uh, Weird, The Al Yankovic Story a hundred times before I ever see Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 ever again. So make of that what you will. In any case, thank you all for watching and thank you all for listening. And uh, yeah, if you want to know where you can get your spatulas, go to Spatula City. Uh, I hear they make great Christmas gifts. And hey, Christmas is right around the corner, so go buy those spatulas at Spatula City. This pro- this podcast brought to you by Spatula City. Uh, Spatula City, they, they make spatulas. And that's all. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,